Welcome, everybody, to the Simon Says Sports show. It is Wednesday, September 13th, and it is the lull of week two. Um, it is Wednesday, so we're three days past week one slate, and we're four days away from week two. Uh, we got Thursday Night Football tomorrow, I guess, but uh, the Eagles-Vikings, I don't know how close that game's going to be. We'll break it down tomorrow, but so today we're going to be focusing on last week's games. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it with the Lions Chiefs. Uh, this happened last Thursday. It's kind of old news, you know what I mean? It was six days ago. Who gives a crap about that, you know? Um, it's a very important game, I feel like, though, because uh, person. so the Chiefs obviously lose at home. The score is 21-20. The offense couldn't do anything. Patrick Mahomes was out without Travis Kelsey. That wide receiver core got absolutely exposed. Um, and then also the Lions um, were able to take advantage of Chris Jones not playing on that defensive line um, and put up 21 points on this um, on the Chiefs. Um, my real thoughts on it is it's only week one um, for both teams, really, because I guess maybe – I, I'm biased. I don't really care. Oh No, I'm not biased. I stand by this. I'm not biased at all. Um, I just don't think the Lions are as good as people think. I think they really got a good shot at winning the NFC North. But that more tells you about the NFC North than anything else, really. Um, I really think that their offense seemed to struggle. They pretty much had to do absolutely – they had to play cover two shell and against Patrick Mahomes – and his wide receivers couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball against a Chiefs defense that is not that good. That kind of has to. They don't. They didn't run a lot of. They ran a lot of nickel last year. Um, not a lot of two linebacker sets. And so they they're kind of new to it. You know, signing Drew Tranquil to go with Nick Bolton and the um, and Willie Gay up front. So they like they're new to the full base defense. Really, when you think about it. And it's just they they still couldn't run the ball to against a team that isn't that good at stopping the run, especially without their best run defender, their best defender in general. Um, so I just can't really see that that is a good sign. I'm not trying to take away from a win because a win is a win, but also I truly believe that your record is not exactly what it's who you are. Your record does not say who you are. Okay, it's how you win, it's who you beat, how the other team is playing. I'm not saying they didn't deserve to win, but you can go in and you can um, kind of see how each team did and discuss. And not every not everything is what it says. Like on paper, not everything's like what it is on paper. You can make exceptions. You can look at things, and I'm doing that with the Lions, and I'll do that with many other teams. And it's just how I look at football, and that's what I really think is that the Lions are one to know, but I really don't think the Lions are going to be able to do much more other than compete in the NFC the weak NFC North. The Chiefs, I wouldn't be too worried. They're without Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Tony had the worst possible game of his life. Like I'm not. I guess when I say a worst possible, it seems that he could do good or something. I really am out on Kadarius Tony. The dude doesn't seem to want to practice. Doesn't seem to want to work. Um, people say that. Um, so the way I interpret it, because he's done this before, is that 
the whole hamstring injury is a thing so he doesn't have to practice. So he gets days off so he doesn't have to put in effort. Okay? Because that's how I see him. That's how he's what he did with the Giants last year. That's what he's doing this year. That's what I'm assuming. Or the dude's got a hamstring injury. And hamstring, hamstring injuries are not good. Especially for fast, twitchy people. And I just don't think that he's doing the work to be a top wide receiver. And as he, he's essentially, I think he's the Chiefs' number one wide receiver right now with Sky Moore. I think Rasheed Rice is really going to have to step in there. I really, excuse me, I really think he can step in there. Um, second year or uh, second round pick out of SMU, he's a rookie, so that'd be a little interesting. But if he gets rapport with Mahomes, I really think he can get in there and do good. Um, so that's my takeaways on the Lions and Chiefs. Um, the Buccaneers, Vikings. Um, the Buccaneers won twenty to seventeen at home or at the Vikings. The Vikings were, um, I believe, four point favorites um, at the end of this, which does not look good for them after going undefeated in one score games last year. They lost their first one score game this year to Baker Mayfield. Um, one of my takeaways was the three turnovers by the Vikings wasn't good. Um, turning the ball over three times and not forcing any turnovers isn't going to be leading you to success. So that's always um, a fun time. Uh, Justin Jefferson could get anything he wanted in the first half. So that's really what I took out of it is that he's not going to skip a beat. I think he should really – Tyreek Hill had another great year but or week. But Justin Jefferson should definitely be still in that conversation for Offensive Player of the Year back-to-back. Um, they couldn't run the ball, losing Delvin Cook, but also they couldn't run the ball last year very well. Um, it could just be the offensive line being bad. Um, as for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, Baker Mayfield was not impressive. Baker Mayfield was not impressive to me. Um, the run game for the Buccaneers was not impressive. They were not impressive to me. People are saying that, oh, this this Bucks team could be good. This Bucks team could be um, a team because they beat the Vikings. And um, really, I just think the Vikings went out there and had a dud because the Vikings don't play during preseason, which I think is a big problem. But that's just how it goes. Hopefully they figure that out in future years. Hopefully they figure out this year of how to um, improve the team and play more consistently. But um, I saw a stat, and it was like yards per play. The Vikings averaged 5.7 yards per play, and the Buccaneers averaged like 3.9, which is just 3.9 yards per play. That's not very good. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I think he had like eight straight um eight straight um, incompletions in the middle there. He only threw for 173 yards. Rashad White averaged 2.3 yards per carry against a very underwhelming, um, I'm just going to say crappy. They were ranked 31st last year. Brian Flores doesn't have the best track record in first-year defenses. So it's just kind of they couldn't run against one, like they couldn't run and they couldn't pass against the worst, the second-worst defense from last year which is just concerning, especially maybe the Vikings defense is good this year, but I just don't see it really taking a big jump. Maybe they jump to like maybe like high 20 or like low 20s, but you should be able to run for more than 2.3, 2.2 as a team, 2.0 yards per carry as a team. 
it's just that that should be pretty easy in my opinion the offensive line was a issue last year like they they threw the ball the fastest out of any team last year um Tom Brady threw the ball the fastest out of every uh, out of anybody last year they got Tristan Wirfs they got Cody Mock they got Matt Filer in free agency so like with two new guards and a new position for Tristan Wirfs going from right to left it shows that they can improve but it's just I don't see it I don't see this team the t- the offense is or the defense is pretty good the front seven's good they got um Kalijah Kansi is a rookie. They got Levante David Devin White, a linebacker. They got Shaq Barrett as an edge. They got a secondary of Antoine Winfield Jr., Jamal Dean, um, Charlton Davis. They got a good secondary. They got a good defense. But when you got a Baker Mayfield team and a team that can't run the ball, I just don't in a battle line. Like they got a they got a good receiving core with Evans and Godwin. I still think that that's a top duo in the league if they have a good quarterback and a like I really want Mike Evans to leave. I want Mike Evans to go to a contender to a new team. Maybe take a back seat, maybe a wide receiver 2 role, but Mike Evans as your wide receiver 2 is going to be a great wide receiver 2. Like I don't know who he could go on, but uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I really hope he moves on because Baker Mayfield's not going to get it done for him. Baker Mayfield's not going to show the full potential and the ability of Chris Godwin and Mike Evans this year. I just don't see it. Um, so I just don't. I'm not buying in to the Buccaneers being good. I'm not buying into the Vikings being really bad. So that's my takeaways from that game. Um, the next game is the Falcons. Um, Falcons Panthers. The Falcons beat the Panthers twenty four to ten at home. Um, Bryce Young threw two interceptions. Um, it's just it's rough for him, man. They they put they have no weapons for him. Adam Thielen's their wide receiver one. He's already dealing with some injuries. DJ Chark is a speed guy. He wasn't playing. Like they got rookie Jonathan Mingo, Terrence Marshall, who was on those really good that really good LSU team in twenty nineteen. But he's a third-year player. He's never really done anything. Hayden Hurst, I really think that he could be a kind of top-half tight end. I really believe so. But it's just kind of, uh, we'll see how that happens. LaVishka Chenault, Miles Sanders, just in a not good O-line. They were, like, good last year. They were all right last year. But this year, they're just not able to do it, which is just really interesting. Because preseason, they weren't that good. And then now this game, they weren't that good. So if they can get a run game, I I really which they kind of were they were able to get a run game. It'll really help Bryce Young, but getting down, getting um, getting down the um, in the game just isn't good for Bryce Young, just because he's gonna have to pass, and it's just a struggle when you don't have any weapons and you're a rookie quarterback and he's short, like he's small. I really don't think that it's in excuse or like I would shy away from quarterbacks that way but there definitely is a game plan for shorter quarterbacks and I think it'll be tough for him an adjustment any any rookie quarterback is an adjustment I don't think anybody really some people played better than expected but I don't think anybody played great and I'm not putting too much stock into the first game Bryce Young played I'm not putting any stock to this year like I understand they don't have a first round pick so they really should try to be as good as they can because they don't have a first-round pick. But they got their quarterback, man. Um, 
And for the Falcons, Desmond Ritter, they only threw it 18 times. That that sucks. Fantasy owners are livid. I I would be too. I I just don't understand what they're doing. You you spend a first round pick on Drake London and you get him one target. Like I'm not saying Desmond Ritter is a top quarterback that can get people the ball. Like I'm not trying to say that. I'm not trying to act like he can sit back there and pass 40 times and pass for 400 yards. But you just can't Drake London can't be part of your game plan at all. Like, even Kyle Pitts, only two receptions, three targets. Mac Holland's got more targets. got four targets. Like, why is why is Mac Holland getting four times the targets as Drake London? Is Drake London just that bad? I don't think he's that bad. I don't, I don't think Drake London is that bad. But definitely trying to split Bijan and Tyler Algier, which I kind of enjoy because Tyler Algier had a good year last year. He was efficient. He was a top guy. And, like, Bijan is a great talent. He can really catch the ball. He can really run. So kind of um, hype it, not hyping him up, but, like, um, starting him slow, ramping him up towards the end of the year where I think they'll really be part of the, um, the NFC South division outlook. I really think that that's good for them. Um, so on that, uh, what's the next game? We got the... The Bengals and Browns. Browns, the Browns won um, 24-3 at home. Again, the, the same thing with, I think, the Vikings a little bit is Joe, Joe Burrow didn't have a training camp. Joe Burrow hasn't had a training camp his entire career with injuries and aptidectomies and the stupidest pandemic of our lifetime. Um. So, I guess he's done it before. I really think that he can turn it around. I'm not going to put too much um, stock into what happened. Because it was rainy, conditions were bad. And he just hasn't had good luck against the Browns in general. Week 1 in general. So, I'm not going to put too much faith into that. Or, like, stock into everything that happened. Um, The Browns look like the Browns. I mean... Deshaun Watson wasn't playing very good, uh, which is a little bit concerning, but also I think the same thing is you can kind of just chalk it up to the way that the game happened in the um, the weather and just how the game was going. Uh, one of the interesting things that I see here or that like I noticed when I was looking at the box score and like watching the game is Jerome Ford getting touches and Jerome Ford sucking when he's getting touches. Um, that's an interesting thing. Like he's, they're trying to save Nick Chubb. I understand, but gosh, how do you? What's what's really the difference between Nick Chubb, who's averaging five point nine yards per carry, and then Jerome Ford, who's averaging two point four yards per carry? Like, ah, it's just interesting to me because either Nick Chubb is the greatest running back of all time, or Jerome Ford is really not taking advantage of the holes that he's given. 15 carries to get 36 yards. That's insane. 2.4 yards per carry. It's just inefficient. I understand you want to save Nick Chubb and you didn't really need to. But, man. I'm I'm not going to make conclusions that it's going to happen all the time. But I am really going to be 
intrigued and confused and frustrated if the Browns are in a close game. Like if this was 24-21 and Nick Chubb has 18 carries for 106 yards and Jerome Ford has 15 carries for 2.4 yards per carry. And I'm going to be raising some questions of what's going on here, man, of how they're thinking. Um, as for the Bengals, I really think it's just a thing that just happened, man. It was just bad situation. Haven't haven't really turned into anything. Um, been able to practice hardcore. Haven't like no training camp, no preseason action for most of these guys. I just think that they'll figure it out. Um, they're talented enough to figure it out. Um, I'm gonna raise some questions of if, if it keeps happening, if it goes past week five, week or week four, week five, then I'm gonna be really raising some questions. But right now, I'm not too worried about it. Not too. Um, questionable because they did it last year. That's really what's keeping me kind of calm here. Jaguars Colts, thirty-one twenty-one. This is the other. This is probably the best QB performance. Anthony Richardson for passed for two hundred thirty-three yards, a touchdown, and interception, and then ran for forty yards and a touchdown. Um, the Colts, uh, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't run the ball. They, their running backs had a total of 25 rush yards on 16 attempts. Not good. Not good at all. I don't think the O-line is. The O-line was a really big disappointment last year. That We all thought that they were going to be better. And they kind of didn't get better. Or, like, they weren't good. Like, we thought they were going to be a top-tier O-line. Spent a bunch of money on them. They, suck, they sucked. And then this year... Um, there's obviously less, there wasn't people talking about them, like expecting them, but I really, in personal opinion, I really expected them to kind of bounce back, kind of have an anomaly, be able to run the ball. Nope. Couldn't run the ball. That might be more on the fact that the running backs suck when Jonathan Taylor gets back. If Jonathan Taylor gets back, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them, but definitely didn't push the ball down the field. Um, that's not good. Uh, passing their longest pass play was 39 yards it was a screen play to Michael Pittman I'm, but I'm happy Michael Pittman got 11 targets really in, um, infused in this offense which I think is really good for them Josh Downs had a good year or a good game Alec Pierce I think a second round pick from Cincinnati last year second year wide receiver he really needs to be in, um, used but also with Anthony Richardson a rookie quarterback a quarterback that is not known for his accuracy for his passing volume I think it's just going to be tough to be able to really use three wide receivers. So, although it would be nice for Alec Pierce to get more than one reception for five yards, I really just don't know what to expect more than maybe like 600 yards from a wide receiver two and three. I think that's pretty respectable. Probably even less than that, really. Like a thousand combined between them. And then your Michael Pittman, your wide receiver one gets hopefully close to a thousand over a thousand I think would be pretty respectable like expectations um, for the for the Jaguars um, if they Trevor Lawrence is a dog Trevor Lawrence made some great plays he had a great connection with Kelvin Ridley especially in the first half really came out and Kelvin Ridley first time playing in a couple years personal issues and stuff like that Um Zay Jones had a really good game. Christian Kirk didn't um, really show up. 
That'll be interesting to see how he does. Evan Ingram had a good game. It's just kind of they didn't have to – they didn't play that much. They ran the ball a lot. Trevor Lawrence ran the ball a lot, seven times for Trevor Lawrence. Tank Bigsby seemed to get a lot of carries. He got seven carries. He got a touchdown. Travis Etienne had 18 carries. So it looks like they're trying to run the ball a lot, which I also think that is part of, you know, it was a close game with the Colts. They're just trying to grind it out. Um, it's week one. Definitely, I feel like everybody overreacts to week one. Just kind of, I'm just kind of trying to put notes in there. And then week two, week three, um, like right, just kind of scratch them there. And then week two, if you see the same thing, then you know you write in some pencil. You know, week three, you're kind of like, okay, you bolt, you, not bold it, but like you fully write it in pencil on a line, being like, oh, this is happening. And then week six, seven, eight, then you're writing stuff in pen. And you're like, hey, this is it. And you really got to see some changes if this this is going to, if what I'm seeing is going to change. But I really don't have any, um, I think the Jaguars are going to be good. I think the Jaguars is going to run away. They should run away at this division. If the Jaguars don't go 5-1 and one in this division, I really don't know. I mean, I guess 4-2 and two isn't that much different. But splitting with the Titans and sweeping the Texans and Colts shouldn't be too hard. For, for the Jaguars, at least the talent level that we saw from the Colts and the Texans, and the talent level we saw from the Jaguars, they should be five and one in their division, and that should easily give them the win in the division, easily give them a, um, a top three seed, or at least not a four, a poverty so-called four seed, like they had last year, where I think they were like nine and eight playing the final week to get in, facing the ten and seven Chargers, like a team that's better than them, definitely shouldn't be like that. Definitely should be entering the the top echelon of AFC teams. Um, the Saints beat the Titans. Talking about the Titans, um, sixteen to fifteen at home. Uh, Ryan Tannehill with the amazing three interceptions. That is amazing. Um, just couldn't really get a offense going. 4.2 yards per carry for Derrick Henry, only 63 yards, only really 15 carries. They kind of, they got, I think they got behind the chains a lot. They just were trying to get some things going. Just couldn't. DeAndre Hopkins had 13 targets, so I do believe DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a good year. And everybody's saying like, oh, hey, he's. I bet he's regretting what he's doing, going to Titans, which, again, I don't think it was the greatest decision. I would have rather seen him at like the Bills or, the Chiefs or somewhere where he can really compete for at a high level for a high level team. But I really do think with the Titans, he can go for 1300 yards and 10, 12 touchdowns and kind of not reinvent him. Cause I don't think we ever doubted DeAndre Hopkins um, talent, but like really kind of put himself in the top 10, wide receivers again with his talent because I think that's what he is but he's just overlooked because he hasn't been healthy he was suspended for six games last year last year so the numbers on the page just aren't going to jump out so I think that's something that he's got to work on Traylon Burks I think um, needs to take a bigger role as well as a second year first round pick three targets two receptions 18 yards just I think that this needs to be more uh, the Saints team they could pass the ball man Derek Carr threw for 305 yards, threw an interception. That's going to happen when you have Derek Carr pushing the ball down the field. 
They just couldn't run the ball. They don't have Kamara, who suspended the first three games. They didn't have Kendra Miller, which, again, he was, he was, he's a rookie running back, so really what could he do? But also the Titans, I think, are just are going to be a good run-defending team. They've always been a good run-defending team. Jeffrey Simmons, Mike Vrabel always seems to find guys that know how to tackle, know how to play defense. Um, Michael Thomas had a good uh, return, five receptions, 61 yards. Great return. It's dumb to think, I don't think anybody is, but I do believe it's still dumb, um, to think that he's going to return to his old form. Uh, But I do expect him to return to a form that should be a good wide receiver on what I believe is going to be a division winner. Chris Olave had a great game, eight receptions, 112 yards, really coming in. Hopefully it takes another step. He finished second in rookie of the year voting. I think he just got overlooked by the Saints being a bad team. Not like, you know, that NFC South was all about Tom Brady last year. So I really think that he was overlooked. I I think I, even me and my brain, underestimate him underestimated him and maybe I'm overcompensating and now I'm going to be dumb because he's going to put up 900 yards and not be the top wide receiver on this team but I really think he does have the talent for that and I really think that it's time for him to really do it Rashid Shahid also had a great game got a touchdown caught the uh the goal ball from Derek Carr to kind of seal the game to get a field goal for or no not to get a field goal but to kind of get the timeout time running for um the saints so that'll be i think the saints are going to be pretty good this year win that division at least compete for that division for sure um 49ers steelers uh 49ers absolutely stomped the steelers um steelers just ran into a chainsaw they got down early they couldn't run the ball they couldn't get that going so with matt canada's defense offense you're not going to be getting much uh it's just rough Kenny Pickett looked like he saw multiple ghosts multiple times. It just wasn't good. Deontay Johnson got injured. Najee Harris, or Deontay Johnson's actually going to miss a few weeks. Najee Harris, not going to miss any time, but he there was he was out for a little bit in the, during the game. Christian McCaffrey was absolutely running over everybody. Brock Purdy was making every right decision when he was throwing the ball. Brandon, 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 Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. They could just do whatever they wanted, and that defense was just absolutely crushing them. T.J. Watt had a great game. two, uh, Three sacks, two forced fumbles, uh, man, five QB hits. He knows how to play football for sure. Um, but if this, I think this, I'm still pretty high on the Steelers. I think the Steelers just kind of ran into a a chainsaw and just kind of got wrecked, and I think they'll bounce back. Um, the Commanders Cardinals definitely don't like that game. I think those are two teams, two teams that are bottom tier. But I also think that the Commanders are underrated. Um, I think Sam Howell. Uh, he's a second-year quarterback, practically a rookie. Um, I think he's got talent. Definitely a talent. He can play quarterback, but it's just what's the ceiling of that guy? And that ceiling, I don't think, is very high. Well, no, the floor isn't very high. Ceiling, I guess, can be high, but I just think that he's a middling quarterback at his best. So it can only take him so far. But Brian Robinson, I think, um, hopefully he has a bounce, or not a bounce back, but like a breakout year, like what people expect. That would be cool. He 
He's got weapons around Terry McLaurin, stuff like uh, Jahan Dotson, first round pick from Penn State last year. So he's got guys. The Cardinals are just abysmal. You're starting Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. You got problems. Titans had problems when it happened last year. Cardinals are going to have problems this year. It's just how it's going to happen. They're trying to tank. Not really tank, but they are trying to see what sticks. And when you have late-round rookies and late-round young players, not a lot of stuff's going to stick So, with the Cardinals. Ravens-Texans, CJ Stroud had to throw the ball a lot. Uh, that's not not a good success um, being down like that. It's just not going to be good for Stroud's uh, success, for the team's success. Um, he didn't turn the ball over, so that's good. But trying to trying to run the ball better for them, I think, will be a big problem. Will be a big focus to try to help CJ take some pressure off the Ravens. Kudos to the Ravens defense. Um, Lamar Jackson needs to learn how to hold onto the ball. Um, it sucks. The, the Ravens also lost J.K. Dobbins. That sucks so much for him, for the Ravens, for my fantasy team that had J.K. Dobbins on it. I just think that it's rough. But the Baltimore Ravens know how to replace running backs because they got one at quarterback. <laughs> um, but Justice Hill and Gus Edwards will definitely be able to replace what J.K. Dobbins um, at least replace, not maybe be, but they'll be able to replace for sure. Um, Zay Flowers had a good game. Um, they talked about getting Odell Beckham Jr. more involved. Uh, Mark Andrews didn't play. So it's definitely not the Ravens that we're going to see for the rest of the year. But definitely a good, I think, Ravens team. They won by 16. It's obvious at home. They're, it's a good Ravens team. Um, the Packers-Bears, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, trying to point Jordan Love as amazing now is the next being able to be the heir of Rodgers and Favre and okay I agree but it was the Bears man you did all these things against the Bears as a guy that is a Bears not hater a realist you want to say because I just don't buy into anything that they're doing I don't buy into Justin Fields I don't buy into that horrible O-line I don't buy into the horrible D-line the horrible secondary that they have they I just don't know where they're good, where positions they're good at. I don't expect Justin Fields to be a top-tier passer. I don't expect uh, Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman to be a good running back duo, to have a good run game with. I don't expect Chase Claypool to be anything. Even though DJ, I do expect something from DJ Moore. I do think he'll help. But I just don't expect anything from them. And the Packers were able to pressure because that O-line is bad. Because they didn't address it. Because they didn't do anything with it. And that's their problem. I do believe they got a first round um, offensive lineman. But that's besides the point. It's not, with a rookie lineman, it's not going to be effective the first year. That is for sure. Um... Jordan Love had a great game, three touchdowns, 245 yards. He just didn't throw the ball a lot, really. Kind of was just took advantage of the defense to get the three touchdowns. I really think that he's good, and I think he'll be great, but the people saying that he's going to replace Rodgers and Favre are insane. Of what he did last week, I don't know the quick math, but 
I guess the three touchdowns, if you do the math and times it by 17, that's 51 touchdowns a year, which is insane. But I really don't expect that. I think it's more likely that it's going to be like 3,500 yards and 22 touchdowns with 14 interceptions or something like that. So it's just kind of, do you expect that to be good enough? Um, which is fine if you think that. Like, I, there's not much, you don't need that, like, that much from him to be good or to be middling, to compete in the NFC North. It's just not how, you don't need much. The Raiders beat the Broncos 17-16. Russell Wilson looked good in the first half. He just doesn't have any weapons. Uh, Jerry Judy wasn't playing. Corlin Sutton's okay. Greg Dulcich got injured. Tim Patrick got injured. So, like, although Tim Patrick and Greg Dulcich isn't top-tier talent, losing them is definitely a loss for the team. Jerry Judy, I do believe, is a top-tier talent. It, when he's healthy, when he gets opportunities, he's going to be able to do good things for that team. And I do believe, I I expect that when he gets back. Um, Javante Williams, I really like him. He's able to run the ball. I think that he's going to be the workhorse. Samaje P. Ryan was also good, but I do just think Javante is going to be able to be ran. And they're going to be able to carry. They, he, I think he's going to be able to put him on his back a few times and figure some things out. Um, For the Raiders, I mean... Offensive line's not good. Defensive line's not good. I just think that they played the Broncos, which also is not good. So it's just kind of how things go. Jacoby Myers had a good game. Devontae Adams didn't have the greatest game. But I guess every game you win and you don't need a great game from Devontae Adams is a win. So um, The Eagles beat the Patriots 25-20. to uh, With that... Um, Eagles had a 16-0 lead. Mac Jones really looked um, different. It's almost like it's crazy to think that a when you have a defensive coordinator as your um, offensive coordinator, your team isn't going to be as good. It's almost it's it's an insane concept that I really think people need to learn more about because that's I'm I'm really high on Mac Jones. Um, I was telling some of my fr- my buddies that I talked to. Um, the, I said Mac Jones because one of them's a Patriots fan. Yeah, he's a little bit of a scum for that. But um, he definitely was down on Mac Jones, and some of my friends were down on Mac Jones, you know, kind of trying to more give crap to my other friend, but still doubting Mac Jones. And I'm like, wait, why are we blaming Mac Jones for having Matt Patricia as a offensive coordinator? I just don't find that as a reason to um, hate or to not like, um, I guess you could say weapons is definitely a, not necessarily a problem, but they have more depth than just top tier talent. I really think Juju's a top, like a middling guy, a wide receiver two. Kendra Bourne, he was always supposed to kind of break out, um, but he had a good week one, so hopefully he can kind of be more of that talent. Um, Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry, you know, like kind of just middling talent when all put together, you can get like top tier talent. So I think that's going to be good for them. I do believe the offensive line maybe isn't the best, but I do think that they've got a good um, weapons room. Maybe not one, but they do have a good room. So I do expect the Patriots to be competitive, especially with the Jets now losing Aaron Rodgers. We'll get to them later. 
Um, I do expect them to be competitive this year, to be better this year, to, for Mac Jones to have a career high in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and a career low in interceptions. I really do expect that, and it shows with 316 yards for Mac Jones and three touchdowns. Um, the Dolphins beat the Chargers 36-34. This was the game of the week. It was a great game. Both teams played really good. Well, not really their defenses, but um, I it's I think this is uh, this was a battle of two top tier teams. That's why I think it was so close. Why it was so good. The Chargers were really able to run the ball in the new offense, Kellen Moore's offense. Um, Austin Eckler had some touches. Joshua Kelly had touches. It was it was good to see that they could run the ball, that it's going to set up the offense a lot later on. Hopefully save Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, even though Mike Williams already got injured in week one. I don't think anything lingering, but he did miss some time in the game. So that's kind of on par for the course, but hopefully it works out. It's Anything's better than Joe Lenardi, not Joe Lenardi, Joe Lombardi, um, doing what he did last year. So that'll be... Hopefully, good for them. Tua Tagovailoa throwing for f- close to 500 yards. Well, 450, more than 500. But um, along with a touch, uh, with an interception and a fumble, like he was able to have a great game and have some turnovers along in there. But that's kind of just what you're gonna get. Tyreek Hill had a great game. They the Chargers just couldn't do anything. J.C. Jackson was no match. Their safeties couldn't double cover. It didn't even seem like they were double covering. So that, that that's on Brandon Staley, who I think is on the hottest of hot seats ever, just because uh, he kind of sucks. Uh, just to let everybody know, Brandon Staley is not a good coach, but um, at least well, at least a head coach. He he's probably a good defensive coordinator, but just as a head coach, he just doesn't seem to have the it factor to be able to bring the Chargers to the next step. Because I think if he did, he would have been able to contain the go ball that Tua and Tyreek seemed to have the entire day. And that defense just could not get pressure. You got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, and you can't get pressure on a backup left tackle and a right tackle that is not top tier. A little bit of some problemos for the Chargers. But I also think that they'll bounce back. Um, you got the Rams Seahawks. The Rams blowing out the Seahawks, 30-13. to This is interesting to me. Getting Stafford back for the Rams, I think, is big. They didn't have Cooper Cup, but they're able to get some 2-2 at, well, a uh, rookie from BYU. Uh, uh, Puga Nakua. <laughs> That's an interesting name. He had 15 targets. Definitely a high target count. Definitely guy that can be a breakout but they just they still couldn't run the ball cam Akers, 22 carries for 29 yards is absolutely insane that offensive line i still don't think is a is a good um offensive line their tackles uh, i think their left tackle was ranked like 34 out of 35 in pass block win rate last year and the right one was like 28th out of 36 at right tackle so not good but they can have a bounce back year, I guess, or hopefully Sean McVay with an offseason was able to figure out some stuff with that. And Stafford is also a great Q- QB when he's on. Um, 
As for the Seahawks, uh, it's just interesting. They they could they they could run the ball. They just couldn't really pass the ball. Um, Geno Smith that threw for 112 yards. It's just kind of middling. Not middling. It's bad. But I don't think he still played bad because he didn't turn the ball over. It was it was just tough for them to get explosive plays to get plays down the field to get going on offense. So I think that's just kind of what happens. Kenneth Walker was able to run the ball pretty well, but he didn't get many carries because they got down and they couldn't run the ball. Um, I, I still think Seattle's going to be fine. I think this is more um, interesting for the Rams. I know the Rams always play the Seahawks close, but if the Rams are able to put up 30 points on offense, that's pretty big because they could not do that last year whatsoever. They could not put up points for the life of them last year. So it'll be cool and interesting to see what happens with them um, coming up against different teams than the Seahawks, a division opponent that they've been playing with forever. Um, Sunday Night Football was the Cowboys and Giants. Uh, This was an ugly game. Uh, it's, It's tough to take things away when there's a blocked punt or blocked field goal, I mean. I think there was a blocked punt somewhere in here. But blocked field goal, return for a touchdown, a pick six. It's just things that are, at least I think there was a pick six. Maybe there wasn't a pick six. Uh, let me check to make sure my math is correct. Yeah, there was a pick six. Okay. I, I, I know my stuff, man. I know my stuff. Okay. Um, so, like, when there's a pick six and a blocked field goal, there's just things that just happen. And I guess... Uh, they couldn't figure it out. Um, I do think the Cowboys are wagging this year, but also they've got they could they could get some problems. I think Tony Pollard has never had this workload before, and it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Like um, in baseball, a lot of teams like young pitchers that haven't thrown a lot. You know, because it's tough to be able to throw, let's say, 180 innings and can keep the same velocity and efficiency. It'll be hard for Tony Pollard to get 300 rush attempts, I feel like, something that he hasn't done in his life because he got 193 carries last year. It'll just be interesting to see the usage that they do with him if they're able to find a backup with that losing of or the letting go of... Um, of Ezekiel Elliott, if they're going to be able to find a guy that is um, kind of be a replacement for um, Ezekiel Elliott, can give Tony Pollard a break. It'll be interesting. Um, for the Giants, it's so tough. They've never had the best weapons. Daniel Jones has always been a guy that seems to kind of a system quarterback. He's able to make some plays with his feet. Well, not really make plays. He's able to run. I don't think he makes many plays with his feet, but he couldn't really pass. He threw two interceptions. He fumbled a couple times. Didn't lose any fumbles, but he still fumbled a couple times. You just It's tough to win when Saquon Barkley is really the only weapon on your team because Darren Waller is a weapon. Darren Waller is good. But also, when you got a tight end with an aging tight end that hasn't done much in the past couple years really, injury-prone, so to say, and then you've got a quarterback that can't get that guy the ball. 
you don't got much. You just don't got much. So, it'll be interesting to see how they move on. I still think the Giants will be all right because that defense, I do believe, is better than what they showed. Um, and I believe the offense is better than what they showed. But also, I wouldn't be. I, I'm not that high on the Giants as well. I think the Giants are going to be a 500 football team, and I just don't think 500 football teams should lose 40 to nothing at home to the Cowboys. Um, in the Monday night game, the game that I guess had the most impact for sure, um, the Jets beat the Bills 22-16 on a walk-off punt return in overtime. It's an insane ending. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the boy, uh, he's towards Achilles. Um, after all the talk all offseason of how Aaron Rodgers is going to make this team a Super Bowl contender, which I enjoyed, I was a little skeptical because of the defense, really, in my opinion. I didn't think the defense, because the defense went from last to a top 7, 8 unit last year. And... Who knows? I, I was a little skeptical because they have Quinn and Williams, they have Sauce Gardner, but they don't still have the most no- names on that defense. So I was a little skeptical, personally, uh, if they could repeat it. And it really showed that they were able to repeat it, turn Josh Allen over four times. That might be a Josh Allen thing, but I really still think that not every defense can turn Josh Allen over four times and just make him look like a amateur quarterback a quarterback that wasn't in the MVP race before he got injured last year wasn't in wasn't in the MVP race and I do believe he'll still be in the MVP race this year I think this is going to be one game this is going to be a game that especially a week that really other than Tua Tagovailoa no one really showed out and I'm sorry for my skepticism as I do like Tua I don't think it's very likely that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be the MVP in the NFL because that means being healthy 17 weeks. That means being able to have a good team. That means being able to be consistent and not turn the ball over and get wins. And I just don't have that trust in him. And I just think Josh Allen um, is more talented than him, a better quarterback than him. And I just think he had a bad game. He had a game that was frustrating, that had emotion in it, that they should have, frankly, destroyed in after Aaron Rodgers left. But it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. Um, the Jets... Everybody's Brees Hall, 10 carries, 127 yards. Absolutely amazing. Delvin Cook didn't look like a big weapon, but I do believe that he'll still be a good weapon. That's what, that's the best running back, too, in the NFL for sure. As much as I don't think he's a top-tier running back anymore, he's still a great talent. Um, Zach Wilson is their quarterback, and Zach Wilson should be their quarterback. And I think Zach Wilson, as their quarterback, will lead them to a 10-7 and record or something close to that because that defense is legit, their running game is good, and they got weapon. They got a weapon on the outside. I hate when people say that they got great weapons. You got Garrett Wilson, great weapon. That's who I'm talking about when I say one great weapon. But then you add Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Miko Hardman when you're talking about great weapons. Okay, let's let's tone it down, man. Let's tone, let's tone down their weapons and say weapon. Okay. Uh, I think Zach Wilson is going to be better than anybody get any guy that you can get right now, because um, the you can get like a Carson Wentz maybe as a free agent, 
maybe you can trade for Jacoby Brissett. Maybe give a mid-round pick for Jacoby Brissett. But also I've seen Stafford's. I've seen Cousins, which I just think are too insane to really do, to really think that that's going to be what's happening. But I really think Rodgers is going to come back. So I think you stick with Zach Wilson. Maybe Zach Wilson gets you some trade value. Wouldn't that be amazing if Zach Wilson could go out and show some flashes, be a competent starting quarterback, and then you can flip him if you want. Or if Rodgers retires and Zach Wilson's a guy, you're good. Or if Zach Wilson isn't a guy and you get a top five pick, I think you'll take Marvin Harrison Jr. on your team or Olu Fashanu on your team. So I really think Zach Wilson's the play to go for these Jets. Um, so that's a week one um, scores kind of breakdown, not really in-depth of them. But um, I'm going to go through my power rankings of these teams. Um, I'm sure you could get a little bit of a feeling of what I was going through um, as I was going through the games. But we're going to start at 32. And to preface these rankings, um, they're my rankings, okay? There's nothing really like statistical or anything like that. These are just my outlook on these teams. Um, and also, I think I'm not going to look at uh, one week and really overreact and stuff like that. Uh, so at 32, I got the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're the worst team in the NFL. I think they can win two games. They're going to win two games, I think. They just don't have a good O-line. They don't have a good D-line. They don't have a good secondary. They don't have a good... Um, Running back, they don't have a good quarterback. They don't have a, they don't have a lot of things, and I really think that it's a rebuilding year. They're looking at having their first round pick next year. They're looking at having the Texans' first round pick next year, and they're looking at getting rid of Kyler Murray. I don't think Kyler Murray plays this year, so that's why I really don't think that they're going to win. If they have Kyler Murray, then you have an, you have a, a quarterback that his game and stats show that he's a middling quarterback, but. In reality, his talent and his ceiling shows a top 10 quarterback for sure, in my opinion. So I don't think him running around trying to throw balls to Marquise Brown is going to help you get the number one overall pick. So I don't think he's going to play. Um, at 31, I have the Texans, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. I think that they should be better, and hopefully I can have them going up because they don't have the first round pick. But I still think they're there without any weapons and that defense not being good. They got the Bears at 30. I think their fans are stupid for thinking that they were going to be any higher than this. What did they do that really made you think that they were going to be great? Nothing. Justin Fields threw the ball 22 times last year. Okay. Okay. When you guys were down in every single game. Essentially. I don't know if that's true. But, like, you guys had 14 losses. You guys were down. Okay. When you guys are down, what is the most efficient way to get yards in the NFL? passing and he couldn't pass and he didn't pass there there is a reason why he didn't pass because he can't pass I know the weapons were bad and they got DJ Moore but that offensive line is horrendous their running backs are horrendous other than DJ Moore the wide receivers are horrendous so I don't think DJ Moore is really going to lead them anywhere because everywhere else they are bad like, everybody talks about how Jalen Hurts took a jump with A.J. Brown. He took a jump with A.J. Brown because that offensive line is fucking amazing. And because that defense is amazing. Not because Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were out there 
with a horrible running back room and a horrible low line and a horrible defense. Okay, Bears are at 30. Colts, 29. Anthony Richardson, horrible on line it looked like. Defense shows some um, flashes, but no secondary. Um, they're at 29. Panthers at 28. Bryce Young, these are the three three starting rookie quarterbacks, man. They got no weapons. They got an O-line that doesn't seem to be able to pass block very well. Um, so that's not going to be good for um, Bryce Young. Um, I got the Raiders at 27. It's a common theme, man. They're weak on the offensive line. They're weak in the secondary and defense. They got Max Crosby and Tyree Wilson as a rookie, but I, they just don't have much talent. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a generation like a. He's a game manager, and a game manager is only going to do so much, especially with the horrible line that they have. The Buccaneers they beat the Vikings. Um, I understand that they are not in front of the Vikings. Some people will be pissed or like are pissed that um, some people have that, and it's just dumb. Just because you beat a team doesn't mean you're better than the team, okay? Your record is not what you are. Your, rec- your team is not what the, your record says you are, okay? They're a team that has a horrible quarterback, doesn't have a run game, horrible old line, and a defense that is good. Uh, Rams beat the Seahawks. Um, Stafford is good. Stafford's experienced. Stafford's won a Super Bowl. Um, defense is still very young. That secondary might be one of the worst secondaries of all time. They got nobody. They lost everybody that was worth the crap. And now they're replacing them with people that, uh, well, I guess they seem to be worth the crap last game. But we'll see how that works out. They can't run the ball. But Matthew Stafford is the real reason why they're here. Because I think Matthew Stafford, especially if Cooper Cup comes back, they can be a dynamic duo and they can win some games. Commanders at 24. Um... Sam Howell, um, I think, is the problem here. Um, I really just see a ceiling as a second-year quarterback of his that I just don't really think can be much. Um, The Broncos at 23. uh, Russell Wilson, I think, can have... I don't... He can have a bounce back here, but I just don't think he will because I don't think that O-line is the best. I don't think he has the greatest of weapons. So I think that there will be some problems there. Vikings at 22, um, they lost to the Buccaneers, who's ranked 26, who's down there, just not good, um, so, Kirk Cousins, um, is good, Alexander Madison doesn't seem to be amazing, um, Justin Jefferson is amazing, that defense doesn't seem to be amazing, so it's just kind of a middling team that I think will be in competition because the NFC North is crap, but, other than that, not in competition with the top tier of the NFL. At 21, we have the Titans. Derrick Henry gets you this. Ryan Tannehill, I believe, can play much, 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 much better than he did. That defense always seems to be up. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. Steelers at 20. He got dog-pounded by the 49ers. Absolutely destroyed by the 49ers. But um, maybe they're a little high. I kind of expect them to drop. But they got T.J. Watt. And if T.J. Watt decides to play and not get injured i guess i know that's not a decision but besides the point um if he does that and is playing this entire year there's no reason why he can't win defensive player of the year and there's no reason why the steelers can't be successful um giants at 19 got absolutely railroaded by the cowboys as well um i just think that they got a little bit more talent um 
Daniel Jones a little bit more um, uh, proven than the Steelers. That's why I got him a little bit ahead. I got the Patriots at 18. Um, I think Mac Jones going to have a bounce back year. They were able to um, they're able to go down into a hole against the Eagles and dig themselves out. That was um, cool to see, encouraging to see that defense is good. And if Mac Jones is able to put up numbers like he should, like he did his um, first year, his rookie year, I think they'll be good. The Packers at 17, they have a good defense. Um, and I think Jordan Love as a fourth-year quarterback um, can be a good game manager at the worst and a top – 14 quarterback at the best. I think he could put up numbers like Jared Goff last year, something like that. Um, Falcons at 16. Uh, I think I trust Desmond Ritter. No, I, my trust for Desmond Ritter is high because of what Desmond Ritter has to do. Because Desmond Ritter doesn't have to do anything, essentially. He's got Bijan, he's got Tyler Algier, and he's got Kyle Pitts to throw to. And that defense is pretty good. I got the Seahawks at 15. They absolutely got destroyed by the Rams, I understand. But uh, the Geno Smith had the best offense last year. I think that defense is good. But also I could see them dropping. They had, for their defense to be good last year, they had to uh, rely on a sixth-round rookie to be one of the best corners in the NFL, which is insane. Like, that's a great find, but that's what they had to rely on. So... They, I think they could drop. Uh, Saints at 14. Derek Carr led them to a big win. I think that defense is good. They always seem to be in there. I definitely think that they're the NFC South favorites. Um, and in a division that's rough, I do believe that they can get some easy wins. Uh, I got the Jets at 13. That defense is amazing. I'm not going to discount Zach Wilson because he just beat the Bills as much as other people are saying. So that's why the Jets are at 13. Browns are at 12. They just beat the Bengals. Um, the Bengals are still, I still believe in the Bengals, but I also think if Deshaun Watson, who I dislike with a passion, um, is able to kind of return to form, and you got Nick Chubb and a defense, Miles Garrett on that defense, Denzel Ward, Zadarius Smith, who's a crappy, I hate Zadarius Smith as well, but um, he's still on the team and he's still a pretty solid player. Got yeah, the Chargers at 11, just lost to Dolphins, who I think is a really good team. Um, they got an offense that I do believe is going to be really good, especially if they were to run the ball. Justin Herbert's got talent out the wazoo, and they got weapons. If they can stay healthy, they definitely have a really fighting chance at the AFC West. Um, and the O-line seemed to be good. Doesn't need to be the greatest O-line ever to be good for this team. The defense just needs to sure up. Need to be able to get some pressure. Need to be able to stop the run. And those corners need to figure their stuff out. Um, Lions at 10. I still am a little low on the Lions, but they just beat the Chiefs, so they got to be here. Um, I think Jared Goff, this team will go as far as Jared Goff will take them. And I just don't know if that's going to be very far. Just because he's a middling quarterback. It's a, there's a good amount of middling quarterbacks, and I just just depends upon how much you enjoy middling quarterbacks. Um, Jaguars at 9. I think Trevor Lawrence is not a middling quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is a top-tier quarterback. He's a guy that I believe is going to enter the conversation with Burrow, with Allen, with Lamar, with Hurts, Herbert. Those guys in that tier, 
he was kind of entering that conversation, but he was definitely like last in that conversation. If you if he was in that conversation for you, and I think that he's gonna kind of uh, jump a few people, especially or for sure be able to have an argument to jump a few people. He's got weapons. The O lines eh, but the defense is also eh. But I think when you have Trevor Lawrence and a good running back and great weapons around him, they will be good. The Bengals are at eight. Uh, I I put them at eight. They were a little bit high at the start of the year for me, but you lost twenty four three on the road. Um, it's just you got a little, you got to drop a little bit. Um, I I have faith that they can bounce back, but I still have to move you down. Um, at seven, I have the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's got to be able to hold on to the ball, man. Still hold on to the ball. But I think that that defense is talented. Even though they lost, Mar- they lost Marcus Williams, which sucks. Ronnie Stanley might not play this week, but I think they'll still figure it out. Um, because they always seem to do when they have Lamar Jackson healthy at quarterback. Um, at six, I have the Dolphins. They just beat a top-tier team like the Chargers on the road. Tua played amazing. Uh, they could run the ball. Tyreek Hill could not be stopped. Jalen Waddle wasn't even taken full into account. Braxton Berrios caught some balls. I really think the Dolphins are going to be good. I got the Bills at five. I know they just lost the Jets, the Aaron Rodgers list Jets, but um, I just I trust Josh Allen to return to form to bounce back. So that's why they're at five. I got the Cowboys at four. They just showed off why they went 12-5 and five the last two years. But they also showed that when that they didn't show off Dak Prescott. How about that? They won 40 to nothing without having Dak Prescott's hand in the game, which might be their key to not have Dak Prescott's hand in the game. But I think they'll figure it out. I think Dak Prescott will figure it out, and I think that's why... I have the Cowboys at four. Um, at three, I have the Eagles, who barely beat the Patriots, but I think they lost a few pieces in the secondary, and they lost. So that'll be tough for them to replace, and I think they're just trying to settle in better. Um, at two, I got the Chiefs. They didn't have their, two, their second and third best player on the field, um, and they lost to a team that, a lot of people are really high on, so I'm not going to fault them too much. And then I got the 49ers at one. They just went into the Steelers team and just absolutely trashed them. I really just think that that was a successful week for them. And I really think that they deserve this number one spot. We'll see how it happens, how what continues for them. Um, so that's my first week one breakdown and week two power rankings. Or, yeah. I guess my power rankings going into this week. Um, things will definitely change in those power rankings. Um, don't think I said anything too outlandish. Um, but definitely some things that I believe in. And we'll be watching this week in order to um, write some more things down. And hopefully I'll be back um, tomorrow with another podcast episode breaking down games and other stuff, and hopefully some college football takes. And for me, Simon, that is the podcast. Thanks for listening.